Your mercy continues to just pour down on us, Father God, and we ask that your mercy will pour down, Father God, on each and every one today, Father. That we can recognize that, Lord, that we are able to walk, Father God, knowing that it is because of you that we're able to move forward. For your word says that without you we can do nothing. So, Father, I lift up this morning to you, Father God, and I pray that uh, you will be in control. Take over, Holy Spirit, as we just get into the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Hey, how many, who knows, who knows when we moved over here from the, um, from uh, the Y? How many, how long has it been? So 2011, so 19 but uh, eight years. You know that in eight years, I've never, ever, ever sat on this side of the church. Ever. Man, that was weird. That was like, Holy Spirit, deal with me right now. I was going through changes. Wow. Praise God, I did it. Amen. God, is, that's I thought it was just on that side of me, but no, he's, he is everyone. <laughs> Amen. That's pretty cool. Listen, as I was sitting there listening to um, Lucas and, uh, and Bob, you know, bring the worship. And as we were here in the circle, you know, I, just the Lord brought the scripture to my, to my mind, and I just want to share it with you. And we've heard it many times over and over, you know, but uh, I just want to share it one time because, you know, I'm learning... I'm learning that, ah, that's not going to sound right. It's not that I'm learning. God is showing me. God is showing me how true his word is. How true, you know, that it is, in fact, you know what? It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It does cut through bone and marrow. And it doesn't matter how many, how many times you can read the same scripture over and over again, there's going to be a time where, it's, you know what, you're going through something in your life, and it's going to pop right out. And it's going to speak to you. It's going to speak to you. And today, this morning, this spoke to me. Referring to not only Joy Christian Center, referring to the church in general. Because you know what, the church in general is going through something. There's, there, there, there's, there's, a, there's a sense of, I'll preach over here for the ones that should have been here. And, and and, and there's a sense, Frank, this is for you. And there's a sense, amen, there's a sense of, 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 you know, of just complacency in the church. And, you know, and Jesus Christ has called us to do more. He says, you know what, I'm going to go away, you know. And his angels told us, listen, why do you marvel and look up in heaven? They're the same Jesus that, 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 that left. He's going to come back. But while he's gone, we have a responsibility as believers to do a work. Okay? Now, at what level that is, that's, you know, between you and the Holy Spirit. Because he's giving each and every one of us a measure of faith. Amen? And so our work should be, you know what? What are we to, we to do? Go out and preach the gospel. Go out and evangelize. Go out and tell somebody, what, what is God doing in your life? And, and, and revival comes through that. Newness comes through that. The fan you know, gets fanned out. The flame gets fanned through those type of um, testimonies. And the word that, make, that, that comes alive, this is what he's saying. He says, you know what? He says, excuse me, let me bring, put on my, 
my 55-year-old glasses. He says, even the youths, the youths before me, no, I'm sorry, even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. And then he goes on to say, speaking to us, church, speaking to you and me, he goes on to say, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen? Does that bring joy in your heart? It does to me. He says, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, we go through life, crisis, we experience blows in our life. We get impacted by something that, you know, kind of, you know, we don't expect coming. And it just knocks us out. And it could be the end of the world, or at least we think it's the end of the world. But Jesus says, you know what? God says, hey, hang in there. I'm in control. You're not in control. I'm in control. I have the last say so. And he restores but what's our job when things like that happen? What's our job? What do we need to do? We need to believe by faith. We need to really take Hebrews 12, you know, excuse me, Hebrews 11, and take it, you know, and, 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 like, and, and like Pastor Ernie used to say, we have to own it. We have to own that scripture. Every word in this book, we have to own that book because everything is true. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Everything in this book is true. So what, wh wh how it affects you and your personal walk, that's between you and the Lord. But he will renew you. He will make sure that, you know what, you will mount up like, like as, as, as uh, wings of, of eagles. And you shall soar. And he restores still. You know how many, how many of you know that we still serve a God that's in the business of restoring? He restores lives. He restores relationships. He will give you a better job. He will do amazing things. As long as we don't get in the way. As long as, you know, because I'll tell you one thing. If God has a flaw ever, and I know that he's perfect, and we know that he doesn't, but if he did have a flaw, it would be mankind. Because we always step in the way thinking, hey, Lord, I got it from here. Hey, Lord, bring me to this point. And you know what? Thanks, Lord. The road looks smooth now. I, I got it from here. And we want to do things on our own will, on our own strength. And we can't. We have to rely on the Lord because it's the Lord. Listen, we each have our own testimonies. Nobody has to tell me what kind of a drunk and drug drug addict I was. You know? I know what God has taken out of... Take, take, I know what God's delivered me from. But anyway, I don't want to get too sidetracked. This morning, I want to share with you folks um, something that the uh, Lord really spoke to me about, and it's, it's about walking in the Spirit. Being led by the Holy Spirit. And what does that look like? Because you know what? 
I was thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not one that goes around, you know, everywhere I go and praise you, brother, and hallelujah, and hey, you know. I'm not like that. I'm a man with flaws just like anyone else. You know, and you can just ask my wife, you know. She'll, she has a list right there on the refrigerator of all the flaws I have, you know. And so I got to check them off every day, you know, like. No, but, you know, I'm not perfect. But God is showing me how to walk in the spirit because I tend to want to do things on my own, Madeline. I want to handle things on my own, you know, because I want to fix things. And when Danielle starts to give me, you know, share something with me, I want to give her the answer. Oh, I know how to take care of this, you know. But that's not it. Sometimes, ladies, you know, you just want us to hear. Be quiet and just listen to what I have to say. You know? Sometimes, you know, you don't say anything and, you know, you expect us to know what's going on. <laughs> so how does that work? <laughs> but the thing is, you know, I want to fix everything. I'm in charge. Don't worry about it. Or she'll say, hey, you know what? What about if we do I'll handle it. After I do this, I'll do that. And God is telling me, it's not that you want to be accommodating and helpful. It's not that you want to be, you know, responsible on that. It's that you have a control issue. You have, you know, certain things in your life that you need to let go. And you need to allow the Holy Spirit to break those things out of your life. Because when we don't allow the Holy Spirit, we hinder the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit, as Ephesians says. And we do it unknowingly. I don't know. I don't know when I say something to my wife, you know, they may be in the wrong, you know, connotation or, or, or the wrong tone. I don't know that it may offend her or, you know, cause her to react a certain way because I'm unaware. But the Holy Spirit will show me and teach me and guide me into how I should be. And always constantly, you know, changing those things that need to change in my life. Amen? So this morning, if you have your Bibles or your devices, but your Bibles, I would uh, ask you to open it to Romans chapter 8. We're going to read verses 1 through 17. I know it's kind of a long, uh, long uh, scripture, but I think, uh, you know, in the, in the, um, in the context of of it all, I think we need to read the scripture as it is from 1 to 17. And it says, you know what, let's read it together. You guys want to read it off from the screen? We'll read it together. Amen? Amen. So ready? One, two, three, begin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life is in Christ, Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of a sinful flesh, on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are indebtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children of God, you finish it off. Hallelujah. That's a lot, right, to chew? That's a lot to take in at one time. But did you notice the entire scripture made reference to, you know what, walking in the, in the spirit, and if you walk in the flesh, that brings death. Carnal-minded thinking brings death. Walking in the flesh doesn't lead to anything productive. It will not bring benefit. And yet, I see, and I know that, you know, I, 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 I speak to a lot of, you know, believers. And I believe, you know, the church in, in general, the church in general, you know, we're on that road. We think, you know, that we got it going on because we go to church on Sunday. Check mark. You know, we may do, a, you know, a midweek service or, you know, go to a praise and worship, you know, night or whatever. Check mark. Got that out of the way. But it's much more than that. And lately, God has been nudging me. And he's saying, hey, there's much more than that. A prayer life. Simple as, you know, just, you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to go out on a Wednesday night to church. Listen, a prayer life. It's amazing it's amazing. The last time that I was here, I was telling you folks, I was going through a life-changing event. Do you guys remember that? Life-changing. Knocked me. It floored me. I had no energy. I didn't, do any, I didn't do anything for five days. I didn't eat anything for four of those days. Life-changing. Prayer. Prayer. 
fasting, supplication. Did I cry like a baby? Was I sobbing? Absolutely, seeking the Lord. But you know what? I learned prayer and supplication, you know? And with thanksgiving. Because you have to tell the Lord, even though I'm going through stuff, Lord, thank you, because you're going to show me something out of this. And so, you know, we have to learn how to just walk in the Spirit. Amen? So here's a question for you. What are some ways that we can know when we are being led by the Spirit? And this is open, open discussion. What are some of the ways that you can tell when you're being led by the Spirit? Conviction of sin. Amen. Conviction of sin going once, going twice. Is that, is that all I got? Conviction of sin? Amen. We'll stay with that. Conviction of sin. Many people will disagree with the statement that the Holy Spirit of God leads Christians today. But when you ask how he leads, that's where the debate begins. And I'll explain. Pretty much religious groups that call themselves Christians believe that they are being led by the Spirit to believe the practices or the things that they do as a congregation or, individuals or at an individual level. But in spite of the claims of being led by the Spirit, all those religious groups are going in different directions. Some think that, you know what, they're being led because of how they feel. Well, I'm feeling like this. You know, emotionally. Some say, well, you know what, there's an inner voice. I just, you know, I, I have this inner voice. And others will say, you know, God gave me a dream and a vision. And, and, and that's how I'm being led. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about that. It doesn't speak about, you know, the Holy Spirit leading you, you know, because you're feeling or you're dreaming or you're, you know, you're hearing these voices. And Paul was very careful because if you read the entire Bible, You'll hear or you'll read led by the Spirit only two times in the Bible. That's all, that's all you'll see it. Never else will you, hear, will you, will you see it uh, read or said led by the Spirit. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit you know, of God, these are sons of God. We just read that a few minutes ago. That's one. The second place you'll read that is in Galatians 5.18. He says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So those two places, you know. So a lot of times people will take those, those uh, texts, you know, and then apply them to, you know, well, I'm being led by the Spirit because of this and the other. But you have to read, as always, God's Word in its whole content. What is he talking about, you know, prior to that and after that? So let's take a look. Amen? It's already 11.18. Wow. We should be done by 12.20. He says, um, Paul says, uh, you know, 
let me just try to cut my, my sermon here down a minute. I'm sorry, folks, for the sake of time. Unless you guys are okay. You guys are okay? Amen. Hallelujah. These two scriptures, I believe, are the most abused passages today, as I mentioned earlier. The ones that we say, you know, led by the Spirit. It says, and it is interesting that when a good number of church people talk about being led by the Spirit, you know, they use these uh, two verses, you know, to kind of, like I said earlier, just uh, give their text. But let's look in particular at the context of, the, of these two passages and see what Paul means whenever he says that we are led by the Spirit. Amen? So those who are led by the Spirit received the Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit is a, prereq is a prerequisite of being properly led by the Spirit. This point is made in verse 14 and 15. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, again, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So whenever we're led by the Spirit in any circumstance, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a, a bad uh, situation. You know, there's times when, you know, we're just having, we're just having a grand old time. You know, God is just blessing and he's giving us mercy. I love that song, Lu um, Lucas, that last song. What's the name of it? Mercy is more. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's awesome. But you know what? We give praise and we give thanks to the Lord in the good thing and in the bad. You know? And as Paul said, you know what? Learning how to be content. Learning how to be content in the good and the bad and, you know, in the much and in the less. I think right now, you know, with my, with my job experience, you know, I think uh, he's teaching me how to be content in the less. But I believe that, you know what, he's going to bless me. And I know that those of you that are looking for work, hey, listen, he's going to bless you, you know. But, you know, he, sometimes he doesn't give us what we want right away because, you know, he wants, to, he wants to, for the lack of better words, he wants to check out our patience. Are we trusting in him? Are we putting our faith in him? Are we, are, are we really seeking, you know, wholeheartedly those things that, you know, that we desire? Because the Bible says that he's going to give us the desires of our heart. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to win the lotto because, you know, I really want to win the lotto. And no, no, no. It doesn't talk about that. We're talking about the desires of the heart, that those things that are in with his will and in your agreement. Because he says if we pray for anything according to his will, he hears us. And his will is to, you know what? He has a, a, a plan and a future for you. How that lays out, what that looks like, I don't know. And I'll dare to say and bend my paycheck, you don't know either. You know? But I'll tell you what, the word says, you know what? You know, better to be, day, you know, better to be one day in his court than a thousand days, you know, anywhere else. That's the blessing. That's a blessing that if you have health issues and it gives you another day to live, praise God. Hallelujah. Your A1C was at 14 and now it's at 8 or 6. Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. You don't know what your A1C is and you haven't had a, a heart attack? Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. But in the good and in the bad, we always have to seek him and give him thanks. And say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. That you know what? We don't know our future. We don't know where joy is going to be a year, two years from now. But thank you, Lord, you have us here today. You have a vision for us here today. 
Today, we're striving for something or towards something. How that's going to look like in a few months, I don't know. And thank God that, you know what, Joy has members that are, you know, soldiers and, and, and faith warriors. Haven't thrown in the towel. How many people, you know, would have thrown in the towel by now? Would have said, hey, sh I'm done. I'm done. This is, you know, this has, this has no, 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 no future vision. No, no, no. Wait upon the Lord. Because those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. You know? I don't know who I'm preaching to here, but uh, the Lord's giving me that. The sons of God are the sons that are led by the Spirit and, and, and receive the Spirit. Amen? We read that in John. I don't know if you have it up there. Uh, John chapter uh, 1, verse 12. I don't know how fast you can get it up there, but... And I'm sorry, I didn't give Frank the uh, scriptures prior to. I got here 45 minutes early and I was just blessed talking to most of you. So, But look at what he says. Let's read it together. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. So we believe in his name and we are, you know, called children of God. What are we? We're led by the Spirit. Amen? The whole context of this um, verse contrasts those who are in the flesh and those who are in the Spirit. The person living in the flesh is at enmity with God. We, 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 we read that earlier. You know? And sometimes, you know what? We can be at enmity with, with, uh, with people and not even realize it. Be, you know, um, I don't know, what does that look like? To be in enmity with someone. To be against, you know, someone. To maybe not share in their joy. Or maybe, you know what, we get a little bit, you know, jealous or a little bit, you know, discontent, you know, because God's blessing them more than us. And we're the ones that go to church, you know, all the time. But you know what? When we have these things, we are in enmity with God. When we are not, you know, thinking properly or we're not, you know, having the right, the right state of uh, mind or the right, the right thought. And God says, you know what? You're at en enmity with me. What's another way that we can learn to see if we're walking in the Spirit or we are being led by the Spirit? Check the Scriptures. Amen. What does Scripture say? You know? What, what, how do we align? You know, I was in a, I was in a, a, um, in a group setting recently, you know? And, uh, you know, the facilitator was asking me some questions and stuff, and I just, I just said, you know what? The Lord has me right now working on this relationship. Because even though, you know, I've been in leadership, and even though I've been, you know, uh, eldership in church and whatnot, this relationship here is all jacked up. And listen, it's going to be like that for you and me. You know? It's going to be like that for all of us. When we don't have this relationship lined up, this relationship is going to suffer. It's inevitable. We need to be tied in with the things of the Lord. We need to be plugged in with the things of God and ask Him, what would you have of me? What would you want of me? 
am I walking in the Spirit? Or am I just, you know, you guys heard that, um, that joke about the, uh, the gorilla, the guy, in the, uh, the guy that got out of jail? Who hasn't heard that joke yet? Raise your hands if you haven't heard it. Because you've heard it, I, I don't want to say it. But it's like that guy that came out of prison, right? He got out of prison. He's been in prison for like 20 years. And, uh, you know, he's been lifting weights and everything. You know, he was all bulked up. And, I mean, this guy was like massive. He was like Lou Ferrigno, you know? And so he was looking for work because his, uh, his parole officer says, hey, you need to go out and get a job. You know, you can't just be hanging around the house all day and running up the light bill. You know, go get a job. And so when he, he, he looked at the uh, newspaper and he, say, he found out that the uh, zoo was hiring a uh, groundskeeper. So he says, oh, I'll go down there and, you know, get a groundskeeper job. And the guy that was interviewing says, man, that job was filled up, filled up yesterday. I don't have an opening for groundskeeper. He says, but I do have an opening. He says, you know what, Coco, our gorilla, is sick and he's at the vets. So what about we put you in a gorilla suit and you can be the gorilla meantime until Coco gets back. He says, you know, you muscular, brawly, you'd look good in a gorilla suit. He's like, I'm not going to do the gorilla suit. He's like, I'll give you $200 a day. He's like, where's that gorilla suit? Let me see that. So he puts on the gorilla suit in the first week. He doesn't know how to be a gorilla because, you know, so he's standing in the cage. And people are coming over, you know, they're looking at him. He's not doing anything, so they walk on to the next cage. But a week, as the days go by, a week later, two weeks later, man, this guy's like, ooh, 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 pounding his chest and going back and forth in the cage. And man, he's really looking like a gorilla. Third week, he's swinging, you know, on the pendulum from side to side. And on one of the, you know, swings, he misses his handling and he goes right into the lion's den on the next cage over. And he gets scared because, you know, Leo the lion, he's like, growling at him, roaring at him, getting close to him. And he's thinking in his mind, man, this guy's going to eat me up. If I don't start yelling for help, these people are going to, you know, know that I'm not a gorilla, that I'm a human being. So what does he do? He ends up, you know, yelling out for help. He starts yelling, help, somebody help me, help me. The lion's going to eat me, help me. And the lion's getting closer and closer. And as he gets about two feet from me, he says, shut up, stupid, you're going to get us both fired. What's the point? Sometimes we can act. You know, in the church, there were churchgoers and believers and sons of God because we carry our Bible because, you know, we know how to speak that Christianese. God bless you, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, but God doesn't look at any of that. What's he looking at? He looks at the heart. He says, what is the intent of the heart? What are you really trying to say? And listen, man, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you have to deal with people that are just, you know, undeserved, as far as I'm concerned, undeserving of my, you know, love and attention and time. You don't deserve my time. You don't deserve. But you know what? God's saying, hey, I did it for you. It's tough. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying it's not, undo uh, not doable either. It is doable. Because we can do all things through Christ. 
we can extend that effort. And when we're led by the Spirit, listen, folks, especially the men, when we are led by the Spirit, our household, you know, will, re- will recognize that. They will realize that. I can't tell you how many people I know that are in the church whose kids grew up in the church and now their kids are gone. Nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with the church. Nothing to do. And you know what? It's heartbreaking. It's like, wow, you know. Not the parents' fault. I don't know. But it has something to do with the leadership and being, you know, involved with the Holy Spirit. And then I just get, man, I just get jazzed when I see, you know, uh, other families that are, you know, are still involved. And other kids are like, man, that's, that's pretty awesome, you know. What God is doing in their families and how, how he's working in their lives. If our minds are set on the things of the flesh, we'll be led in the wrong direction. I mentioned that earlier. Can't. What does the Bible say? In Corinthians 10.5, he says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I have to condition myself now that God has given me, you know, a little bit of peace and restoration in my situation, I have to catch myself. How am I going to react to the things that continue to come up? You know, am I going to react the same way? Or am I going to catch that thought captive, bring it down, and say, you know what? This is not going to exalt itself. It takes effort. It's hard to do. But it's not impossible. Amen? We can do it. Just tell yourself, I'm a child of God. I walk by the Spirit and not in the flesh. I'm a child of God and I'm a co-joint heir with Christ. Listen, Paul says, hey, it doesn't matter, man. You know, the suffering that we're going to have in this world doesn't even compare to the awesomeness, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, to the awesomeness we're going to have up in Christ, you know, in eternity. That's, that's our goal. Not, you know, I was telling my wife um, a while back, you know, like, the, 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 the Harley that I want, you know, and what it's going to look like, and I'm going to sell all my three bikes and, you know, just get the one. You know what? None of that. I'm learning, you know. God's showing me. That's not important. What's important? My relationship. My relationship in my household, my relationship with others. Primarily and most important, my relationship with God. Got to work on that first. Amen? Learn how to lead and walk by the Spirit. These things are spoken of in the Old Testament, and I'll just, give you, I'll just read it to you. I know we don't have time. Sorry for that. But in Jeremiah, if you're taking notes, Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34, through 34, it reads like this. It says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, 
though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make. This is a promise of the Lord. This is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. And for those days, after th those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write, and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. That's exciting. That's a moment where, you know what? We should be clapping and rejoicing and yelling out, Hallelujah, Lord. Because that's a promise. This is what I'm going to do. Nah, I don't believe that. Nah, you know, I, paid, I, I met a guy the other day. I, was, I accidentally took his table. I didn't know that I'd taken his table. I saw a leftover drink right there. And, um, you know, so I figured, you know, somebody just left their drink. They got up and left. And the place was packed. So I went over there and sat down, you know, and this guy comes over and he's looking at me like, what are you doing at my table? And I said, hey, bro, yeah, would you like to sit down, you know? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to sit down. That's my soda right there. <laughs> and so I said, oh, bro, well, then you know what? I can get up and leave. He's like, no, 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 that's fine. But uh, I was sharing with him and stuff, you know, and he was like, man, you know, I prayed to God because we started talking about the Lord. I, I said, hey, do you know, do you know Jesus? Man, you know, and he's like, he just real sour, man, and real bitter against the Lord because he'd been incarcerated and he prayed to the Lord, you know, four or five times a day and this and that. And the Lord didn't answer his prayers, you know. And he wanted to get out and this and that. I'm like, bro, you're sitting here at a restaurant <laughs> having dinner with me. <laughs> I don't know how long you prayed for, but you're out. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's because my time was up. So, you know, we, we, don't, we don't give credit where credit is due. Let's be real. You know, we don't give credit where credit is due, and the credit is due to God. In all things, giving thanks and praise. All things. Not just some things. All things. Amen? Ezekiel says this in 36, 26 to 27, I will give you a new heart and you a new spirit. Wow. Listen, if I'm walking in the old Jesse spirit, critical, you know, condescending, being, you know, um, I don't know, a bad husband, a bad co-worker, whatever, whatever, you know, speaking to Christianese, wearing that gorilla suit, and then when I get home, you know, I take it off and I'm, I'm me. He says, hey, I'm going to get rid of that spirit. Because that spirit is not, not giving you any benefit. It's hindering you. And not only is it hindering you, it's grieving me. You know? Amen. It says, uh, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Wow. And you will keep my judgments and do them. Listen, that's what it's about. It's not about keeping the law because you know what? We can't keep the law. You and I cannot keep the Ten Commandments. We can't. 
The freeway says 65 miles an hour. I'm driving down that freeway at 80, 85. Why? Because I cannot keep the law. The law says no U-turn, you know, double yellow. What do I do? Make sure there's no cops. I do a double yellow. Why? Because I can't keep the law. But now, and my wife can tell you this is true, I tell her, don't cross the double yellow. <laughs> she said, well, why does not say, babe, obey the laws. Go down that extra block and make the proper U-turn. Why? Because you know what? It's easier to just cross that double yellow. But God says, obey the law. And we are going to obey the traffic laws. If you don't believe me, it's in Romans. Read it for yourself. Chapter, 13, chapter uh, 12. But we're to obey. So how much more obeying the statutes of God? He says, hey, listen, if you obey my commands, there's going to be benefit. You know? I don't know what they are, but I'll tell you what, you know, I'm benefiting right now. The Lord is doing, by the way, you know, and, and I don't want to share my, 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 my issue with you folks because that's not important, but let me tell you something. God is restoring. God has brought me to a point where, you know what, it, it is restoration. Amen? So, he's still in the business. As the Holy Spirit dwells in us or leads us, he uses his word to convict us, like Lucas said, and push us in the right direction as God's people. Amen? Philippians, for it, is, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his promises. Madeline's getting hot, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end here. She's getting warm. It's hot in here. I don't want to keep you folks here later than you should. And uh, I definitely have more, more sermon than I do have time. But you know what? My message, my point this afternoon was, you know, just walk in the Spirit. As hard as that may seem to some of us, you know, it's like anything else. It takes practice. Practice to walk in the Spirit. Practice to be led by the things of God. Well, how do I do that? What kind of conditioning do I need to get into the practice? What do I do? Do I just, you know, consciously, you know, try to do, you know, what I need to do to walk in the Spirit? No. Read your Word of God. Read the Word of God because the Word of God is the one that's going to bring you to fruition and is going to explain to you and direct you, give you the guidance give you the tools that you need. Call somebody. Call someone you know in your church circle that you know has time and when you have a phone call, hey, you know what? I was reading this and I don't quite understand. And be accountable to one another. But let the Holy Spirit, listen, let the Holy Spirit be the driving, you know, the driving mechanism. I hate to say it like that because he's not a, 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 a machine but let the Holy Spirit be the one that guides. Hey, where is joy going to next? Oh, well, I think, you know, we should probably, you know, maybe interview so-and-so and so-and-so. And no, 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 no. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. How do you listen to God? Be still. 
Be still. Take a few moments and say, you know what? Lord, I want to hear from you. You know? I'm being accountable to this one guy, and I like it because this guy, you know, he's, he, he's about God. He gives, you, he gives you professional counsel, but I like it because he's like, whenever you hear something, ask. If it's, ask if it's of the Lord, and then he does this. Lord, is it of you? <laughs> he does that, and I love that because, you know what? He's like, that's true. Lord, is that of you? Because if it isn't, I want no part of it. Lord, is that, is that of you? Show me how to, how to make my next step. Because the Holy Spirit will guide us. The Holy Spirit will lead us. You know? Because if we walk in the flesh, listen. The Bible told, tells us what we're going to reap. What are we going to reap? Death. And that's, that's spiritual death. I'm not saying that you're going to, you know, like Ananias and Sapphira, you're not going to drop here, you know? It's just spiritual death. And so it's... Um, it's to our benefit to continue to seek the Lord, walking in the Spirit, and abstaining from those things that are in the flesh. Does that mean, hey, don't go out and have, you know, a good time, and there's any other, you know, uh, you have to, be, you know, walk like, a, like if you're in a monastery? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But when the Holy Spirit brings judgment and conviction, he says, eh, you know what, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. When you're telling a joke with your coworkers and, you know, Eh, maybe you shouldn't, you know, say that joke. I want you, you know, at the water cooler and you're saying, hey, you know, Susie Q over there, did you hear about? Eh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be saying that. Learn to walk by the Spirit. Lord, show me today what I need to change in my life. Show me today where I'm falling short and where I'm, you know, making uh, my, my brother stumble. My sister stumble. Show me that, you know, when I tell people that I'm a Christian and I'm a believer, you know, I don't get somehow mixed, you know, up in that circle. But somehow, you know, be able to be the light. And be bold to say, hey, you know what? Maybe you guys shouldn't be talking about that. Give me the courage and give me the strength. Give me the ability and give me the words. And allow me to be led by the Spirit that I may not satisfy the lust of the flesh. Amen? Heavenly Father, I just thank you tonight, Lord God, today. Thank you, Father, that you've given us, Father God, just a uh, glimpse of what it is to walk in your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that your words do not come back void and that the message, Father God, is shortened as it was, Father, that it may have ministered to someone here, Father God, that... As Luke has mentioned earlier, that it doesn't just fall on stony ground, but that it can take root. Let us learn, Father God, how to be men and women that walk boldly in the Spirit, Lord. That we have, Father God, the um, sense of mind and the discernment to call those things, Father God, um, that we need to call out in our lives. And allow us, Father God, to have the boldness and the courage to give them up. To give up whatever is binding us, keeping us as a stronghold, and not allowing us to continue forward in your kingdom. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you today. In Jesus' name, amen.